Hey y'all, it's your girl Salem. And baby, I done fell for my sneaky link. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Tell them, sis. And it's Alexis and color eyebrows is the new color contact. Her. <laughs> and this Her. is Lemonade <laughs> and Tea. Salem, you always I'm have Salim and Alexis, lemonade and tea from Maryland to Texas. But all around the world, everybody want to taste of the Alexis. We are on the season three of this fucking podcast venture that you and I have fully just have been killing it. Fucking eating this shit, bruh. Eating it up, honestly. Eating this shit. Like, it's so dope. When I first of all, I'm I don't want to get too into it because then I'll just start crying and then I'll ruin my makeup. Um I've been crying about it. Which by the way, we look great. We look incredible. Um, if you are listening to our podcast, podcast, um, definitely also check us out on YouTube. Um, and just to see how beautiful on we YouTube, look. the full video will be on our YouTube channel. Look how good we look. Ugh. Listen, my melanin is not as popping. This color though. theory. My my melanin is not it's as popping. I know, and it's like been snowing. You know, it's been fucking, fucking, uh, fucking like motherfucking snowstorms and shit that fucking hit where the fuck I've been at. Oh, I can't even. <laughs> what after the year you had last year with snow? Truly, <laughs> and ice. I don't want to hear Let shit about ice. I don't want to hear shit about snow. I am still living with the aftermath of that fucking freeze. And I want no parts of any chill of when it relates to the weather. That's all I fucking live in. That's all I fucking live in. I've just been literally watching like, oh, when is the next snowstorm going to hit? When is the... And then it's like fucking, fucking 20 fucking degrees outside. And then there's fucking wind. There's fucking wind. Bitch. Bitch. I am here in the state of Texas. The other day... There was a day where it was so fucking windy that, like, shingles on my apartment, like, the building across from us, mm-hmm. fell. It was so windy. Not as literally talking about the weather, though. But <laughs> I mean, no, but honestly. <laughs> nah, but also global warming is, like, affecting all of this fucking shit, bruh. Like, my, um, my neighbors, their fucking tree fell. Because the snow, because it was snow and ice at the same time, because it snowed. It is heavy. It rained. It rained. Listen, Mother Nature was like, I ain't fucking with y'all bitches. It rained Why did I never put that together that snow was heavy? <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's ice. Bitch, I swear to but God. You, you're I also from the South. Like, like <laughs> I ain't never seen no snow. So... <laughs> You are so southern. I love it. I ain't never seen so. 
I was in New York for three weeks in December and, and until January, and it snowed once when I was there, and it wasn't even that big of a fall fall down. Mm-hmm. What you call it? Like let down? Wasn't it a that big fall? of a flow? I don't know if we're talking about periods or snow, but um, <laughs> it snowed like. Maybe that it didn't even stick on the ground. I don't even think. Well, it's st- it's stuck, but like barely. It wasn't fluffy. It was yeah. It you melted know? on. Like, it melted the real to one? the concrete. Yeah, it, it's still real. So I never, like it didn't even. First it was of all, real. Don't was disrespect. Beautiful. Don't disrespect the snow <laughs> that decides that they don't want to stick around. Don't disrespect the snow that just be like, I just want to come look cute and leave. Like, no, it was beautiful though because me and Aunt at the time was in a hotel with a city view. And you can see, like, the flurries coming down. Can I just say? I was living my life. I saw the pictures, and I'm so jealous because it's so beautiful. And I need to ask you after about, like, where that hotel was because, like, oh, I'm, when I tell you, I. She's that girl. It looks like the pictures that I saw on Tumblr growing up where I'd be like, I can't wait. No, it probably was. It's so beautiful. I'm so happy. No, literally, it probably was because Andrew called her Andrew called her work people and they'll be like, Where are you? And then she'll say the name of the hotel and be like, Oh, like the like it's a very like it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, it looks incredible. So I'm so happy you got to spend your birthday there. You deserve every bit of it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. My birthday was cut short. <laughs> My fucking birthday was cut short. You went short. to emo night. It was, listen, I had a weekend plan, okay? I had a whole weekend plan. I was supposed to, I, I actually did what I did on the day of my birthday. And then after that, everything just like, because COVID was like, what's good, bitch? What's happening? What's going on? I'm about to be thriving right now. And I was like, during my birthday week? During my birthday week. Right. Cute. Right. But not. Yeah. I mean, I did. I did go to emo night. Um, I had... Uh, an amazing like birthday dinner which was lit emo night was fucking lit uh but there is an emo um like concert happening in vegas did you hear about this i saw like i've seen it on the twitters okay well i'm just excited about it so- <laughs> are you gonna go for real no i would love to but like I saw how much the tickets were. It's in Vegas. It's really soon. I don't have any kind of time to prep for it. If I lived in LA oh. or if I lived in California or like near that area, maybe, yeah. Because then if I could just drive out there, great. I would have just done that. But it's across the country and it's COVID and it's just, I I would love to go. And then the It ticket, would take some prep work. It would take me a lot more prep work than giving me like, hey, we're going to have the concert or the festival, whatever. It's also one day. It's only one day. It's not even like a weekend thing where it's like, oh, I can like go to these. So um, it's kind of dis- it's actually really fucking disappointing. I just can't can't get to it. I don't. Th- and there's a lot of people that said the same thing. They were like, I can't get to it. <laughs> so it's yeah. fine. Whatever. I'll just go to the emo nights that are nearby. All the emo heart babies unite. Listen, emo music is coming the fuck back. Punk punk pop. Is coming the fuck back. I saw a video of the little redhead white girl, Paramount, <laughs> and she was like, Haley Williams? What? From Paramore? You said the little red thing from Paramount? Paramount 
is a studio. I'm Paramore is a band. Okay, go ahead. I see. I am trying. Go off. Well, she was praising worshiping with the black people. When I tell you, every single, like, I've seen, (laughs) I love when black people are just like, Paramore is for, it was like, like, y'all are, it's for us. I I used to listen to Nickelback. Uh, That's not emo. At all. Okay. Um, (laughs) Just saying, it's not. Emo, that's not emo. My Chemical Romance, Paramore, like that's. Do you even know who My Chemical Romance is? Give me a song. Um, when I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see the march. No, marching band. I feel like I feel like I feel like I was getting there. Um. I'm trying to get to the chorus. It's like, no, no, never mind. Fuck it. Fuck it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to get right, sued. Well. I don't even want to. Fuck it. Fuck that shit. Honestly, though, like, it makes me heart. My heart. Me heart. It makes me heart so happy. <laughs> it makes me heart so happy. I feel like, I feel like I had a very intensive white girl phase in high school, but it was more so on the side of Jonas Brothers, not Screamo. Well, Emo is not Screamo. Screamo is different. Screamo is... Okay, see, I can't win. I can't win. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Emo is like... Emo is like... And this is just my opinion, by the way. I am not... This is just my realm of emo world that I live in. Screamo is like the next level. Because like sometimes like emo will include Screamo in There's the song. There's levels to this shit. There is levels to this shit. But like Screamo is just like the entire song. They're screaming. But that's not emo. Emo is like... I was listening to like my emo tracks last on my playlist the other night and I was like, you understand me. I feel so seen. I love emo music. Okay, I'm done. Um, but also like growing up, like uh they I remember just like uh, why being a called an Oreo because I loved listening to like emo music or like I loved like the scene kids like and what they would wear, and I was just like, that is so cool. And they were like, You're a fucking Oreo, and I was like Okay, we don't know what that fucking means, but insert insert picture of Selene with her and you emo and you have them, don't you? I do. Shit, shit. I mean, honestly, and it was like it, it was it was real emo. Like it was that, and it was like taking, and plus it was like around the time when um like Vampire Diaries was out, and then what was that other one with the with they would be like real pale, the vampire, um, the other vampire movie. Um, Fuck, why can't I think of it? I'm having a brain for it. I it's not Vampire Diaries, but I watched Vampire Diaries. Yeah, with like... Ed- um, motherfucking... Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's gone. Remember. Twilight, bitch. Why couldn't we not think of Twilight? <laughs> Meanwhile, that's the shit that we grew up with. <laughs> I don't know. I could not Literally. think of Twilight at all. Yeah, Twilight. Like, it was during that era. And so I would like take video- like pictures of myself like in night vision. So it, my face would be like gray and then my makeup would be like dark and my hair would be like, Ugh, and I was like, what's up? And I was like, eh. And then I had like the whole, like the black belt with the holes in them. That was yeah, me. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so weak. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about being emo. But yeah, that was, I mean, I'm happy that I got to go to emo night. It was so dope. We had a great time. Mm, I love that for you, Salim. Thank you. Any, any, <laughs> any more updates you want to share? 
I'm graduating this year. Period. Finally. <laughs> um, so no, that's not a finally. It's not finally. That's actually really fast. <laughs> yeah, I started. Fully. I started grad school in twenty, the fall of twenty twenty. So it's twenty twenty two. That's two years. Exactly two years. Yeah, I, I'll graduate in um December. So. I'm excited. I'm honestly looking forward to this year. I've been getting, I was stating that I was like getting frustrated because I felt very stuck because of COVID because I felt like I didn't go, I couldn't go as hard as I wanted to. But at this point, we are like three years in this bitch. It's been three years, right? I was, I keep trying to do the math, Yes, but I'm pretty sure it's three years now. I no, is, well, is it? Cause 2020, 2020. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 2020 to 2021 was one. 2022. Yeah, it's been two years. It feels like three years. Uh, But it's been two years. And I just, at this point, the more that I learn and the more that I realize, like, I live in a country where it's a doggy dog world. You got to fend for your motherfucking self. How about this? Fuck all y'all hoes. I'm going to figure my shit out. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. No, but fully, but I am so excited for you to finish. I know. I'm and also I'm never going back to school again. I'm never going, I'm not doing school ever again. Mama, I don't know why you went back the first time, but <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I, I'm I'm ready for you to be done. One, just to see what the next stage of your life looks like. But two, I feel like I feel like school in general just takes a lot from you and a lot mm-hmm. out of you. Yeah. And I'm ready for you to just be free I of know. the shackles of I'm excited. higher education. Yeah, once I'm done, I'll be done and I'll just go out and be a crazy wild one and just live my life how I want to live my life. And go back to fucking emo nights. Yeah, honestly, the thing is, is like even before, before school or before I went back to grad school, I used to go to like so many fucking drag shows like. And I miss them so much i miss all of my local queens so much like and i want to there's just so much that i can't wait to do and like being in school just kind of hinders me not only like yeah it's more so mentally like it's more so like i have to like get so much work done and i have to like once i'm done it's draining in every sense of the word like it's exhausting yeah so um once this shit is finished um i feel like it's gonna be very to be completely honest i feel like it's going to be colorful here's my plan as after i graduate i want it to be colorfully um structured meaning like i want to do all of the things that i love but i need i just i realized i need structure because i know my brain that is the gayest thing i ever heard in my fucking life selling what Colorfully structured. What do you want from me? It's who I am. I need, I need structure, but I also need a little color. <laughs> a little. I need a lot of like, color. <laughs> I need it to be rainbow themed. <laughs> but I would love to have the structure added onto that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true because the thing is, is like, I feel like 2019, I lived like my best colorful life. It was the gayest year of my life, 100%. Because um, it was like a year after I came out to everybody. And um, I, it was just, it was great, but it was also 
kind of chaotic. It was actually very chaotic. And so I realized like you need to tone it down because I was like, I want to be friends with everybody. And I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> I like I'm happy to have people in my life. But like I was getting real close with everybody. I was like, I'm going to go out. We're going to go see everybody. I don't feel that way no more. I just, you know, I want to go out. So colorfully structured. structure. Exactly. Know your boundaries. I love that. Know what you need to do. Have your fun. But come back and just be like, I have peace and I have serenity and I have structure. I was watching Cheer um, on Netflix and that more so. I was like, oh, they have so much structure. And like, that's what I had in high school. And I enjoy structure. So. I'm also the bitch that like writes that. in my notes before I say anything. So This is true. This is true. Or order anything from Starbucks. So. That I mean, that's it. I don't have any other updates. That's all. Those are... All of my updates, I'll be graduating and uh Yeah, that's that's it. That's it. And hopefully uh nope, no, I'm not gonna say that. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to spill no tea? No, I'll keep that to myself. All right, all right, all right. Well, we are launching season three in the month of February. Dang, dang. So we're just we're deciding to dedicate the four weeks of February to black history. Two black people, and we're going to talk on topics relating to ourselves and to our community. Her. And that's exactly what we're In this episode, we're going to be talking about respect. Black people and respect. That is the discussion of today. And I just think it is a necessary topic. It's so interesting because, like, when I teach my uh, students and uh, when I, you know, sub for my classes and whatnot... The first thing that I always tell them is, like, my number one rule just in general is respect. Just respect each other. Like, I will automatically respect somebody until they give me a reason to give it back and just be like, you know. Um, so I think that. I was going to ask that question. Like, are you the type of person where you give respect and then take it away if that respect is not reciprocated or if that respect is like damage in any certain way or are you the person that you have to earn my respect in order for me to even give it to you no i'm i because I, I i have to i try to be honest with myself in the sense that i'm like i just have a big heart and i'm very loving and so for me i always want to assume the best in people even though we live in a psycho ass world and i'm very aware of that but i try to be as positive and loving so i i usually uh i will usually just give respect I, I immediately give respect and I assume, and which is not a great thing, to that people will give it back because that doesn't happen all the time. Um, and I've experienced that. But right. I always give it first. And I always have a level of respect for like another human being that is existing on this planet and that I see and that I meet. But as soon as you do some fuck shit, I'm taking that back away. You can go fuck yourself. And that's it. Like it's it's just it's that that's it's very clear to me. So for me, it depends on the person. So if I'm speaking to someone that I am interested in getting to know that like I want to spend like I want to get to know this person, like I I'm interested in continuing communication or whatever, whatever, I will leave with respect. And if you disrespect me down the line, then cut off. But if it's like a cis head white man or a cis head person in of authority that is like having some type of whatever they go through 
I, you have to earn my respect for in order for me to give it to you. I'm sorry. Like, I really don't care. Like, no. I'm not going to lead with <clears throat> you respected me knowing that you have every right and every, your power can do whatever it wants. Like, your power trip can, no. So you have to earn my respect. And if you don't earn my respect, you're never going to get it. That's valid. I think that's completely valid. Especially, <laughs> especially with the cis het uh, white people I, I would just say that um because i would even just go to say like even cishet men who are just like i would just say that who have some type of authority or who has some type of complex where they feel like they're above you they don't even have to be like they don't have to have a title to feel that way but it's just, just like oh you planet. should respect me because i'm a man like yeah no i don't like what are you saying that's true that's valid i feel like when i feel that energy then i'm like oh i'm gonna be a bitch or oh like it's mm-hmm. i i feel like my i just i base everything based off of energy and i'm like what are you about to do or what are you about to say are you on a power trip i don't fucking i don't fuck with that shit and to me like you're nothing oh i fully would not even acknowledge you like it's <laughs> it's bad like i don't even who are you like i i would not but don't have to i would not acknowledge you ever have you had uh, a white man directly like just disrespect you to your face um or a white person? probably probably but an example like i was literally in trader joe's i mean like I, the severity of it i i have like i feel like i have had experiences where it was blatant disrespect on a high scale um but <laughs> the most recent <laughs> time that i feel like i would just I was in fucking Trader Joe's, bitch, buying plants. Buying fucking plants. I was in line, and this, there was this white couple in front of me. And you know how in Trader Joe's, like, the registers are really tight together. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the person in front of you is, like, standing here, and then your register is probably right there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, like, I have a basket full of fucking plants. And so the lady goes to take my car and the white couple is already in the, like, the little booth to pay to put your card in. I, I'm literally screaming, excuse me, excuse me, so that I can too get to the side where the car machine is. The So loud that the lady who is checking me out is looking at me like and looking at them like, do they not hear you? Because I could clearly hear you saying excuse me so that you can pass but they're literally taking up the entire fucking space as if they don't even want to acknowledge my presence yeah see no and apparently this is a thing actually i've heard about is that like a lot of white people do this a lot of fucking white people do this in the sense that they've because they've grown up in a society and in a world that is built for them to them it's not even assumption like they just to them they're like yeah i mean you don't bitch i'm no like i'm higher than you so like i don't even need to acknowledge your fucking presence as a human being so i don't even so like because what did the person say the person was saying that like uh a black girl was saying it on tiktok and she was like walk down a street where you're if you're walking this way and the white pe- like white people are walking towards you and you're like obviously like walking the middle they will not move they will not they move won't for move. you. Bitch, you better, you better trust and believe. Cause so the the man didn't even flinch, but you better 
trust and believe, I'll bulldoze that bitch right the fuck out of my way. I don't give a fuck. Like, bitch, this is my space just as much as it is yours. Listen, and I did that in D.C. I was, like, walking. I was, like, linking up with some of my friends. The whites in D.C., like, they deadass, like, piss me off and disgust me a lot of the time. And so they're walking. I remember walking on the same street. And I was like, I remember the TikTok. And I was like, no, fuck this shit. Let me see if you're going to fucking move because I'm not going to fucking move. Let's see. And so we're walking and they're looking at me as if I'm going to move for them because it's two of them and it's one of me. I don't give a shit. Get out of my fucking way. And I'm walking and they literally, they, they moved because you're not going to do you know shit. What I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to start doing? If I ever see like a white couple or a white man or whatever, whatever, there's someone who's acting as if the space is only theirs when they're in a communal space. Like say for instance, I'm at Target, somebody's, like, I'm a grocery shopper and I need to get my cart through. But their cart is literally in the middle of the fucking lane, not pushed over to the side or whatever. I want to take the cart and I'm going to push that big bitch all the way to the fucking end of the aisle to let me through. And they could go find that shit whenever they feel like it. Like, honestly, I feel like after 2020, for me, I just, I don't give a shit. All of your fucking microaggressions, all of these little fucking behaviors that you think is okay because we've allowed and we have in the sense of like our behavior not yeah. calling it out. Like, I'm not okay with that shit. And I'm going to call you out on it. And then what the fuck are you going to do? Not a damn thing. Not a fucking damn thing. Something. Not a Bitch, fucking your car is to the back. Better go get it. For somebody put all that shit right the fuck back up. <laughs> like, I, it's wild to me. It's just, it's wild to me that yeah like i just and all of the videos that i see of like black people like dealing with this of like white people being like this is my fucking space i can behave how i fucking want i can disrespect you and not acknowledge you as a fucking person and the way that they just take it i was like oh my god i like i just feel like the universe protects me and be like to be like you just can't you just can't because you'll lose it and you'll like i will lose my actual shit and be like you're i i just right it's just a lot. I just feel a lot for that. No, literally. And that's just, that's just the disrespect, like, on the societal level. We even had, like, I forget who it was. What's the old man that's in office who um, recently was talking about... Um, the black guy? You know what I'm talking about? No, no, the white man. In the office? The white old man. He's in office. I forget what he does, though. And he was... He went... I saw the video on Twitter, and he was like... Um, they was talking about voter suppression. And the lady asked a question about uh, minorities voting or something like that. And he was like, the statistics are false because, I mean, the, the question is irrelevant because the statistics show that um, Black voters are voting at the same rate as Americans. Hold on. You know what I'm talking hold about? On, and I'm just on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, rewind. You said it was from the office? From the, huh? The show? That's what I thought you were... <laughs> confused i was like oh you mean like because i was like when you said it i was like isn't mitch mcconnell i was like that's who you're no, talking baby. about no you're talking about mitch mcconnell because he's an, he's a politician that's no no i thought yes i did mean that i did mean that you're yeah no we're on the same page i did mean the show the office because when you said the office i said old person so then i was thinking like the black guy in the office and then i thought about like the oldest guy in the office and i was like he said what 
And then this when you... This is why we can't be serious. <laughs> this is why we can't be fucking serious. And then when you said the statement, said I was like, Mitch office? McConnell said that. I said... The no, no, I said he's in office, but I didn't oh, know, like, okay. I forgot <laughs> yes. his fucking title. I don't... It doesn't like that. matter. <laughs> he doesn't matter. But he was like, he was like, black vote voters are voted at the same rate as, as Americans, Americans. As if Americans are not... I'm sorry, as if black people are not Americans. Die. I'm sorry. That might be extreme. I remember, I literally, I watched that yesterday, and I... I thought you were telling me. No, <laughs> Alexis. Uh, wait, this is why we can't be serious. Shit, follow. <laughs> follow. Follow what I'm saying. God damn, shit. All right, listen, this is what I'm fucking saying. When I saw that yesterday, I was like, you're so old, I don't even understand why you're... One, I don't understand why you're here on this planet. Two, I just don't... Why are you in office? Why are you... Why do you have It it very much is his time to go. Why do you have any... Mitch McConnell is like, literally, just like, go away. You're so fucking old. Just go to sleep. If anything, you want to go to a fucking beach and just lay there... Fucking go and do that. Why the fuck are you in office? I dead ass am so sick of these fucking white people that are like, I can't give up my fucking power. Like you're old as fuck and you have no fucking idea what the fuck is going on in this society with this whole new fucking generation. Are you fucking kidding me? You're too fucking old to be on this fucking planet. There needs to be a fucking cap. Wait. Mm. Because. Mm. I'm sorry. It just makes me mad. How are you going to have an age limit to be like, okay, the youngest you can be to be president is 35. Okay, makes sense. But there needs to be a fucking cap. Because why the fuck is Biden about to be fucking 80? Yeah. And why the fuck is Trump saying, I'm going to run again? Why? How? Aren't you going to have, you're going to have a fucking heart attack by the time you even fucking start your fucking campaign again. And die. Like, so what it's the fuck's sick. Point? It's sick. It's, it's wild. Like, I think, I don't know what it is, but white men need to wrap it up. Like, not, and I don't mean even sexually, but they need to, like, at a certain age, just be like, okay, I'm done. Like, retire. They don't want to give up power. But they can't do that. They're greedy as fuck. They are so, it's so many layers. Ugh. It's so many layers to it. And it's just, I mean... The, the basics of it is they're greedy, they're selfish, they're like, they don't want to give up their power. They're terrified that they're literally like going to be the minority in this fucking country. They don't want that. They're like, we are better. And I'm like, if you, if you fully believe that, I feel like you should listen, your homies, Bezos. And then the other nigga, what the fuck is the nigga who created Tesla? They made some fucking spaceships. If y'all want to fucking go to Mars and live there and take your white race there, fucking go. Because y'all didn't even fucking- Do a circle jerk somewhere else. Go. Leave the fucking planet. Because everything white man has white men have done on this planet has literally, or just men in general, but like white men specifically, you've ruined the fucking planet. And you look at me like I'm fucking crazy. All right. All right. All right. They just, it's just so, it's so disgusting to me. But anyways, back to our topic of like black people and respect. But like, I'm trying to tie it back in. I, it's just like, they've literally on purpose created a space on this planet to ensure, I mean, black people are never to be respected 
or never to be seen or never to be heard. Hence why, honestly, is a big reason as to why Alexis and I made this podcast because there are a lot of dumbass podcasts that are really being promoted like of like white uh, content creators, but like it's the most mediocre shit. And I'm like, I need more. I need more. Right. And it's nothing. Did you see the 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 ugh, I had a whole thing about this, but like the girl who um Spotify she's like apparently the one who had uh Jamie Lynn Spears. The podcast that had Jamie Lynn Spears on. It's like called mm-hmm. it's called Call Me Daddy and apparently it's like one of the top like spot like podcasts. Yeah, it's like one of the top podcasts um on Spotify, which I ain't never heard of that shit, but a white girl runs a, a white girl's the host of it. And it's, I was like, this is insane. (laughs) It's just like, it's nothing to me. It's not, it's not entertaining. There isn't substance. There isn't (sighs) whatever. I I just feel like the, from where the levels of respect has been ingrained in Black people or in people of color since, since slavery. Like, we went from not even being human to having raised these families and stuff like that. And so I feel like you can see it in how we're even brought up compared to white people. Like, in a color person, a color person, in people of color's households. <laughs> I said colored. <laughs> Huh? I and didn't hear that shit in a minute. In black people's household, <laughs> we're taught to respect our elders. We're taught to respect the person who feeds us, if that's both parents, one parent, or even like whoever, just your family, like yeah, whoever is older than you. Um, and then you're taught to respect each other. Like if you're a child and another child, you're taught to respect them. And I just feel like this same, this same theory is not taught to white people. Doesn't, it doesn't apply to them. It doesn't fucking apply to them. It does not apply to them that you need to respect everybody. You need to have a certain level of respect for people who are caring for you mm-hmm. or like protecting you, feeding you, like raising you. And then you also need to have a, a certain type of respect for yourself. like. It like I just I just don't understand why that missing piece was never because I mean the thing is is like I I I also they don't have to <laughs> that's the missing piece is that they they don't have to respect they don't have because... my point yeah they don't have to they don't they don't feel the need to respect others because they run they run the shit right they're like I right. run this shit. So, like, why do I need to respect you? You're below me. These white people and these white kids. Because I also work with white students, but like they're raised in the sense that they're like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need, I don't need to give you respect because I know in the end right. of the day, I just, I don't see myself, I see myself as above you. I remember like the, I always say this to my students and I, I, I'm very specific and I'm very intentional with it where when I walk into class, I'm like, I, I don't see myself as above you. I see myself as equal to you, but I also have a high level of respect. So I'm if I'm respecting you as a person and I'm seeing you as an equal, I'm expecting it back. 
because I'm not doing a hierarchy here. But if you would like to have a hierarchy in this classroom, I can give it to you very easily. And I'm I'm the fucking headmaster of this shit. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it's it's just, it's very interesting to, to see that. But, like, for, like, me growing up, like, <sighs> respect is huge. It is huge. And there are, especially, like, in an African household, like, there are layers to, like, respect. So, like, one thing is, is, like, when uh, someone walks into the house, right? If, if a guest is walking into the house, you stand up. You have to stand up. And, like, when I would go back home, like, I'm used to it. And so I would come here. It's so wild because I would go go to Ethiopia and, and to show respect is you get up, you say hello. If you are served any kind of food, you have to eat it. If they are like, we want to give you this and we need to give you, you're like, okay. Like, or if they feed you a lot, because that's also another thing of respect is they feed you. Like, while mm-hmm. you're eating, you have to eat it. <laughs> regardless of if you're like i'm full like and they're like it's a sign of fucking respect like you just have to do that i remember like coming back here and i i was at my friend's house and uh people were walking in and immediately i was like oh shit wait you don't do this here but i was gonna say i was gonna say hi but also like another thing that i do or that i did was back in college and again just because of this is how i was raised when we would go to parties we would go to people's parties that like house parties. I just didn't even fucking know these people. I would just, they were like, yeah, it's a fucking party. I would go to the parties and I would be like, I would ask like, who's, who lives here? Like whose house is this? Mind you, like some of these fucking parties are like massive. So I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to feel uncomfortable here. And I don't want the person who is also here, like with all these fucking people to feel uncomfortable. I go find them. Hi, my name is Salim. I just want you to know I'm in your house. I have a level of respect. That's literally just how I operate. I have a level. I dead ass. And these niggas would be fucked up. And I was like, hi, friend. I just want to let you know I'm here in your house, in your space. I just was, we're going to have a good time. All right, babe, we're going to have a good time. You want to take a shot? That's just how I operate. Like, just because, like, off the, the, just of the, that's how I was raised. Like, that's just all I know is I give respect and whether they give it back to me or not, I mean, it's not an okay thing. I might have a reaction to it, but that's just how I, I grew up. Uh, but how was it for you when it between, like, adults and, like, children? I feel like when I was growing up, it was very much so, like, you'd, like, when you walk into a room, like, say I go over to my aunt's house and there's all my cousins there. You speak to your elders, you kiss them on the cheek, you say hi, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a certain routine. Like, it's like, and I feel like a lot of POC people, like, have the same thing where, like, if you enter a room, you have to, like, acknowledge people. Like, you have to, like, say something, especially to people, yeah, to your elders. Like, yeah, that's just how it is. Like, some people, like, I know, I think Ange says that her, her uh, family, you have to say like a certain thing and then kiss them on the cheek and like you have to go around the entire room and it's like kind of the same thing where we just like hi kiss on the cheek blah blah, blah and then you could go do whatever you gotta yeah. do and so it was always that and then it was always like okay you have to like learn how to share learn how to be nice but i feel like that was on like on the same level like if you're a kid and a kid like you have to learn respect to each towards to each, each other, other yeah. but I always did feel like there was a disconnect when it came to the child receiving respect from the from the elder. 
Speak like, it on was it. A, it was a it was always a disconnect there where yeah. like where it was if the child has said something or something is uncomfortable or they don't want to do X, Y, and Z, it was always oh you're a child, you're gonna do it anyway. Or no one cares because you're a child. Like it was yeah. the the respect on that level was never incorporated. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? I completely agree. I, I it's it's interesting because I just started to have like these kinds of conversations with like my parents and like my aunts and my uncles and stuff, and I was just making the a point of like you there wasn't respect given to the children. It was y'all are not seen or heard, type shit, or. Like when right. crazy stuff would like happen in adults' lives, there's there's automatically like y'all. It almost felt like y'all are too dumb to understand what the fuck is going on, even though the child knows literally everything that's happening, like around them, which is like the most infuriating part. Is that like as a child you're like, so y'all don't even have like the decent respect to just tell me what the fuck is going on. You just like want to hide and like lie about it, which is like. I'm like, that's just utter disrespect, like, that you learn off the cuff from, like, an adult of, about these little things. So, yeah, for me growing up, it was, it was just, like, we can't tell the kid this. We have to be secretive about this. We have to hide about this. And then I would find out all this fucking shit, like, as I became an adult. And I was like, I knew something was wrong, but y'all were being fucking weird about it. Right. Like, and I don't know why you didn't (laughs) just fucking tell me. (laughs) I really felt that way because I was just like I remember being like four or five and like some fuck shit happened like in my family and I was just like why didn't y'all just tell me because I knew I know I'm like four or five but I knew something was wrong or even when I was like I feel like like the older I got especially when I was like a preteen it would be like a lot more shit that would happen and I was like I am fully aware of what the fuck's I'm 10 I know what's happening like and I'm I can hear everything that's going on so I didn't like that they didn't do that or they would be I didn't the sneakiness felt very disrespectful to me so it was just weird and uh also like for me growing up like I don't know when when um adults would like say I don't know they would like say shady shit but they were like she's a kid so she like doesn't understand and I'm like oh mama I was like why would you say that to me? Like, why would you say that to me? Like, I know what the fuck you're saying. Did that happen to you? But it's not, it's a, it's the fact that they think that you're dumb enough not to understand. To understand what the fuck is going on. And you're like, do you know that you recreated a fucking human? Like, I'm not a dog. Like, I'm a child. But person. it's not even like, it's like on the level of like, what I feel like you're, insulting me and my intelligence but you're also insulting the people who raised me right. <laughs> and the people who teach me and the people like, I just feel like on so many levels, it's just like everybody got disrespected at the same time. But then it's like, what am I supposed to say? Right. What can I say? Right. Especially because you're just like, okay, so I guess I'll. I don't. I mean, I don't have no money, so I can't really run away. I threatened to run away <laughs> once. I dead ass. I thought about it a lot. You thought about it. I packed my shit and walked out the fucking house, and my mom said goodbye. And I said, well, I don't know where to go. <laughs> like <laughs> and then i came back home but yeah no but that is but i feel like the way that um the way that we were raised and the respect that we were taught and sometimes the lack thereof just fed into how we what we tolerated 
at school, what we tolerated at work. Yeah. And then how we tolerate stuff now. I remember like always hearing my mom talk about how like she was she was mistreated at work or experiences of like people show favoritism not towards her, but like the next person, even though she deserved whatever thing she was trying to get, like promotion, raise, whatever, whatever. So because another bitch was prettier, happier, whatever, whatever a kiss says, mm-hmm. she was overlooked. Blah blah blah. And so I would hear these things and be like, and then in my brain, I'm interpreting that as okay. Well, when I start working, these are the things that I'm going to experience too, and it's just part of the process. Like, it, like it wasn't yeah. like never, but this is how you. But when this happens, you do X, Y, and Z so that you don't get the same result. It was just like this is my lived experience. Take this <laughs> how you want, but just know that fuck shit like this happens all the time. And I feel like the gap of, like, not knowing what to do because no one has the true answers. No one knows, like, how to, how to navigate each situation. But I feel like because there's a certain level of, like, disrespect that is just going to happen or it's just going to, like, come about, it's just, like, this is to prepare you. This is the type of bullshit that goes on. But then that then leads to you being on a job and it's like, okay, do I tolerate this disrespect because my mama did or do i say something because i have a mouth and i have my own mouthpiece and i know that this is wrong or do i just stay quiet about it you know what i'm saying like it's like that type of like the things our parents is still in us yes like it's fundamental but at the same time we're we're living in a new age like things looks different than they did before and what are we going to do about it it's so interesting that you say, like, your mom said, like, there, there's this fuck shit that you're going to deal with. I didn't have that, <laughs> like, at all. Hence why when I went into the workforce, I w- and then I, I was like, oh, I was like, it was like a shock because my parents, this compared to what they went through back home is very different. And they've always been in, like, survival mode. So they just tolerated and took whatever the fuck they, they needed to. So when they got to this country... They were like, bitch, I'm just happy I'm not in a fucking war. Bitch, I'm just happy I'm, like, in a country that is has literally endless amount of, like, things. And so it was just uh, how I was raised. It was very, like, okay, you got the job. Oh, oh just, like, you have to be so right. grateful that you got this job. Like, you just have to be happy that you are here. Not that you're worthy or that you have to, like, uh, like, you have to be aware or like you say, no, nah, I'm worthy of this or I'm not going to take this and I'm not going to tolerate this because I know I can get better. And like, no, literally, it was never that growing up. And it, I remember like also my mom, like, and me and my sisters have talked about this. She was very big on don't be confrontational. She was like, do not be confrontational. Um, Just take what you get. Be happy with what you got. And just go with it. And I remember, like, it just, it, by the time I got to college, I was like, I have to be confrontational. Like, I, do, I don't really have a choice. I have to be confrontational. Like, people are fucking, people are walking all over me. And it's, and it's, it feels even worse, like, being a, like, a, being a black woman. Like, I'm just like, I'm really getting shit on right now. Like, I'm really getting shit on even worse than what I'm seeing. Like, it was just very infuriating. And so, being raised to be like, no, you just have to like 
take what you get. Be grateful that you're there. I I don't know. At some point, like the fucking microaggressions at work, I was like, y'all are fucking bugging. Like y'all are fucking bugging, bro. Bitch, I would never forget. I used to be a um a administrator like I was in the intake department at my college. I used to do work study. And so we were just like the people who help you with your applications and blah, blah, blah. I started like maybe my junior year, sophomore, junior year at this in the same department in admin. And my best friend Kaylee, she were leaving and she was like the not the manager, but like the lead in my department because I was um in the call center. So because she was leaving, somebody obviously had to replace her or was going to get or whoever was there was going to get a lead position. We, you was going to make more money. You have more responsibility. Obviously, it's just like. Right. And so I and so at first I wasn't even going to apply, but because it was my best friend, Kaylee, she's like, no, she's like, go ahead and apply. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't get it. Like, we're, we work very closely together. Like you know what I know, like, you've been here as long as I've been here, mm-hmm. like, why would you not? But <laughs> I was competing for the position against this white twink boy who was not even there maybe a year. And he was just, like, the biggest kiss-ass to our supervisor mm-hmm. that at the, end of, at the end of the day, he got the job over me. And I, when I tell you, I bald i was like this is like i was literally like back there like hyper but like i called my mama i was like i just don't understand like how and then like it was the fact that me and my supervisor were kind of close not really close but like we had like a working relationship like he knew everybody everybody was cool like the environment was very family like family oriented not family oriented but you know like we were all close yeah and so i was like how like why would you give this dude that has been here, like he was the newest person there, this promotion. And I have been there literally through every bad time and good time yeah. since Kaylee left and before that. And then, um, and so I was on the phone calling, like I was like crying to my mom, like, I don't know. And then she would just tell me like, yeah, that, that that's part of it. Like that's, that's what happens. And like, and I was like, no, this isn't fair, whatever, whatever. And so, but that's just how, like, that's what happened. And, and by the way, the conclusion was the nigga who got the job over me, he left in, like, a couple of months. And so I was like... Entitlement. And I still... And then after that, I still wasn't even um Continue. promoted after that. No. No. I don't... No. 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 That's a no for me. Tomato, tomato, And tomato, so it just... Boo. Like, I feel like that moment... In and of itself was just like my, just like it, just like it, it for me. That's what that's what did it. Mm. I was like, this is what my mother has been telling me my entire life of like what, like the fuck shit that's gonna happen. This is just my first big wave of it. Yeah, and I was like, never again. It was never a fucking again. Oh, like that's honestly, it's so like infuriating. To just even hear that, but like, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, out of the internships that I've done, the jobs that I've taken, the jobs that I've done, I don't know. Like, it, I, I, it, you know what it does develop? Um, especially with like, they, they say this happens a lot with black women. Um, what is it called? 
um, imposter syndrome. Because when mm-hmm. while you're there, you do all of this work. You're like, okay, I'm meeting the quality. If anything, our work is like way more outperforming than white people's work. Um, and they're like, yeah, no, they can't outshine us. Like that just can't be a thing. But like I dead ass, like after the nose, me getting fired for like dumbass fucking reasons. <sighs> I don't even want to go into that. Um, the fucking microaggressions of like, let me sit down and talk to you. Like, I've really been spoken to like that. Like, I need you to sit down real quick. And this is why white women, I just need to talk to you about like what you've done, you know? And I kind of wanted you, bitch, shut the fuck up. I actually did exactly what the fuck you wanted me to do. You just wanted it a particular way. If you wanted a particular way, you should have fucking said it or you fucking should have done it your fucking self. But I did exactly what you fucking asked. Don't fucking, anyways, don't patronize me. It's just so infuriating because at some point I developed this idea that I am not good enough and that none of the work that I do is good enough or that I'm really not working hard enough or that I'm really not doing this level of research or maybe I'm not smart enough or maybe I'm like I was all of these things of like being disrespected and being shit on for so long. You just start to think like it's me. It's it has to be me. Like, no, literally. It, has to it was be. the way that the guy... The guy, Nick, who got the promotion, he knew he was going to get it. Like, he did not... And no worry, he, right? He, there was there was no doubt in his <sighs> mind that he was not about to get that promotion. And it was me. I remember literally going, because it was like, I had to interview for it because it was a, another, like, it was a promotion or whatever. And so I remember going in the interview with my supervisor and telling him, like, why I feel like I'm qualified for the job. And I remember at some point I was listening to all my examples and he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you did that. And I was like, okay. all right. and that's at that point, I was like, I'm I'm wasting my breath. Like, I'm just like, yeah. I can't win. Like, I don't know what else you want. But if you just want to favor this twink, <laughs> by all means, like, go off. And we all we all thought that he was a little bit gay, but apparently he's married now. But I, I'm not gonna go into it. <laughs> it's just it's it's just exhausting. Um, it's just exhausting. It's so exhausting. And then like, it's so frustrating because also like when I'm like I'm tired, and they're like, Why are you tired? You're young. You should be working so hard. And I'm like, Nah, I'm not working on the same level you're fucking working at. I. I I remember for me, like, after I graduated and, like, looking for jobs within my field, I have a degree. I have multiple different levels of experience. I have, like, internships. I have I have multiple internships after I had graduated. Um, and I had so many connections. And I was just like, okay, great. I'm going to, like, thrive. Okay, cool. It's going to be, like, awesome. And then I get out and I graduate. And I'm, like, getting just, like, all of these girls, these specifically in it because my industry is predominantly white women. Um, all of these white girls who just graduated with no internships, they just have the degree, they don't have any kind of background, they don't have the, like, they don't have any kind of, like, connections in which I had built a network. Um, they didn't have a fucking online portfolio. They didn't, like, their LinkedIn was shit. I stalked these bitches because I needed to make sure it wasn't fucking me. And I needed to make sure, the basics of the fucking basics. You didn't even have a fucking online portfolio, bitch. I had a fucking online portfolio that was lit as fuck. And I didn't get the jobs. Mind you, S, plural. 
Like, it really made me feel so defeated. And then I e- easily fell into depression. Like, easily. Like, no problem. This is, like, no fucking problem. So infuriating. No, honestly, I feel like this is, like, especially from the type of respect that we get just our, from our day-to-day at work, um, in our households, whether they're toxic or not, it just leads to, like, we have to, one, respect ourselves. Like, we have to put in, into place a routine where we are... Respecting ourselves, respecting our bodies, respecting our minds, yeah. and realizing that we are not, we're not less than anyone. Yeah. We are not, like, incapable of reaching whatever goal that we want to reach. Because yeah. even though these, these, what feels like brick walls keep running into our faces, is we have to understand that at a certain point, everything is out of our control. But we have to also put into place, like, but I'm going to be the best me that I can be. And that comes with like putting in the work to be that person. Yeah. Like if they don't want to hire me, that's fine. That's your loss, but I'm going to still go and I'm going to get the job that was, that was meant for me. And I'm going to keep pushing. Like, yeah, we can't beat ourselves up because we keep getting these L's so to speak. Um, but it, that, that learning curve is not, it is it doesn't so come fucking easy. like honestly, <laughs> and like it does not come easy. It's be, a lot of it's a lot of hard work. It'd be really annoying when like when white people are like when they talk about their quote unquote learning curve of like after they graduate, and they're like, oh, it's so hard to get a job afterwards. And I'm like, okay, like your curve is very different from my fucking curve, and a lot of them do not understand like what that curve is. Obviously, because you don't fucking exist in my body or my world. Um. But you're absolutely right in that. And I I I really I've I've given up this whole because I I would I remember for a while I would just consistently fight it. And I would fight everybody and I would fight the world and I'd be like angry and I'm like fucking hell, like what the fuck? You don't hear me, you don't see me. I I I'm here, like I'm amazing, I'm great, I know I am. Like, do you see me? And I would get so ignored. And I think that at some point I was just like, I can't, I don't have the energy to consistently fight this battle that I know I'm going to consistently lose because it's way bigger than just me. So all I can do is create what I did actually was create a support system of black people and black women specifically like around me because I knew if I had that level of like foundation that, okay, I can be okay. I have something to like fall back in and then I have a group or a family of people that go I get it I get it and they and they and I do that for them and I just think it's so important to have that because without it it just it's makes it just makes going through this whole fucking world even harder so hopefully for those who are listening and you know those who feel how we feel um just know like hey listen welcome to our corner of the internet as Bob the drag queen likes to say um welcome to our corner of the internet and stick around and follow us and listen to us and you know if you want to talk hit us up tweet at us fully like honestly if you're watching us leave a comment all of it please do because you just know that this is our corner of the internet you are welcome we are here to just have love and provide love and just support each other that's that's really all we want to fucking do oh that's so cute that's so cute that's so cute, that's so cute. <laughs> something wrong with me yeah. <laughs> i'm weak <sighs> on that note though 
Thank y'all for listening um, to this incredible episode of Love and Tea. I'm so excited for y'all to hear the rest of season three. Uh, continue to support us. Definitely go check out all of our old episodes. The first season was very, <laughs> was very interesting and chaotic. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, go off. But I honestly think season two is like my absolute favorite of our podcast. Season two was popping. Season two. Was- and season three is going to be even better. So stay tuned for what we have in store thank y'all for listening we love you uh again go share us go go support us go promote us go all of that dope ass shit so much love comment subscribe all that good stuff bye bye y'all